Why is there a cat back there? What is she doing? Oh, there she is. Oh, and she's gone. I was gonna do like a whole thing. I was gonna be like, what's up? We got a cat. And then I just fucking slap the side. <laughs> what up? This is the cat cast. Girl, hi. Oh. Come on, come over here. Hello. Oh, that's my sweet baby. Yes, you are so good. Everybody, ignore the pee pads that we have to put on because somebody can't control themselves. And has a piss party every once. I love when she tries to talk, even though she's completely facing away from the mic. Oh, sorry. This is a good girl. Oh, that was a tooth. That was a tooth. Alright, I'm done. Look at her. Incredible. Alright, anyways, what's up, sailors and sluts? Uh, this is the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Are you a sailor or a slut? Leave your vote in the poll now. Um, <laughs> this is... This is Impact. Was no, it? this is the Pinfall Podcast. God... We're off to a fantastic start. Um, so, Impact. Not too much happened, to be honest. Not really a whole lot happened. A whole lot of talking and arguing. Four matches. And yeah, not, not a ton. I enjoyed tonight's episode, but at the same time, I did not realize how little happened until you told me how little happened. Yeah. Like, I mean, until you pointed it out. I was pretty bored through most of it, besides, like, Josh and, and Bullet Club stuff. Um, I don't know, it, it wasn't very interesting. The last match was good. All the other matches were fine. Um, Yeah. The triple threat was pretty fun. Um, that's really See, out of curiosity. I looked at the spoilers for this week, so I already had the Bullet Club stuff spoiled for me. So I was like, ah, eh. that would have been exciting. I'm I'm excited for it, but it would have been more exciting had I not already known it. What what? I I feel like there wasn't even anything to have spoiled. Well, just the the match next week. Uh. Um. For once, I actually didn't look at the spoilers. Oh, so welcome, Marion. Good to see you. Um, so let's get our little nutshell. Uh, Josh Alexander returns and, and comes out, and this whole confrontation with him and Eddie. We had Kenny King versus Willie Mack kick off the show. Um, uh, Scott put out a little ultimatum to Moose. There's no formal contract signing, however, he has to get he has to sign the contract and bring it back, otherwise he loses the belt, which I feel like might happen. Um then we got John Skyler versus Ace Austin versus Krazy Steve to uh join Trey Miguel in a triple threat at uh uh Rebellion. Um, uh, let's see, we had some interviews. 
The influence Savannah, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles versus Inspiration, Chelsea Green and Mickey James. That was an okay match. Um, heard from Jonah. Had some Bullet Club stuff where they confronted Motor City Machine Guns. That was a great promo. Um, next week it was announced uh, Josh will fight Matt Taven and Deanna will defend her titles in a triple threat. Uh, and then we had Rich Swan versus Eddie Edwards. And there's your nutshell. There. Wasn't too exciting. That, that's, that's probably the one thing that, in my opinion, uh, Impact is missing. Just excitement week to week. Like, you can put on good a... matches like Eddie and Rich, but... I feel like there's not enough plot points, you know? Okay. I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, the, the stories don't move fast enough. But then you have AEW where the stories move too fast. Right. 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 And WWE, no, what story? Right, WWE just here's some wrestlers. They're doing shit. No, 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 superstars. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're not wrestlers. And they're not doing shit. Well, it depends on who you are. Sometimes you're doing shit. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about some news? Yeah, I do want to talk about some news. Oh, you do. I was hoping you'd say no. I got a couple of pieces of news to talk about. That's unfortunate. Do you have any news to talk about today? Is the news yeah. that uh, she's a little pee pee crybaby? Oh, be nice, Judge, a pee pee crybaby. <laughs> Poor little thing. All right, let's see. What you got? I don't fucking know. Um, let's look at our bookmarks. Okay, we got a couple pieces of news. Um,. First things first, let's talk about some AEW news um, because I'm pretty sure it's 90% AEW news. Um, apparently, unsurprisingly, Matt Hardy signed a contract extension uh, just recently. Yeah, apparently it was to match Jeff's. Which is nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, also, guess who's fucking training Paige Van Zandt? Who? Gangrel. Really? Yeah. She's gonna um apparently train at the um at Coastal Championship Wrestling in uh Florida. And the coach there is Gangrel. Oh, interesting. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um also we've got some news that's like not really news, but it's sort of news. Um just based on like it's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, one piece is that uh, apparently Ricky Stark said that he was close to being paralyzed after fucking up his neck. When did this happen? Remember when he like fractured his neck like before oh. crowds were back for real for real with AEW? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently he was close to being paralyzed. God, that sucks. I know. 
Um, and also, AJ Francis has once again opened his mouth to say that he doesn't believe that people people in AEW like him. You know, he said something good yesterday, and he and he, he can't have have one road with with AJ Francis. No, AJ Francis. The thing is, is, he opens his mouth so many times. Sooner or later, something good is going to come out. Oh my God, the, just like stir in the fucking pot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know if you saw it, but Dax uh, called out Bret Hart. Um, I think it's sort of a red herring, but he did tweet, Bret, what are you up to? No, 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 he didn't call him out, because he's, he's, well, he's been acting like Bret's protege like, for so long. No, I'm not saying called him out like oh, okay. wanting to fight. I'm saying like called him out as in like called him out. I, I, I saw he he said something about Brett. Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool if they could get Bret Hart to be their okay. manager. But still, um, what would what would fucking Tully do? What's Tully gonna do? He's gonna fight Arn and then get written off. <laughs> and then he's gonna go manage fucking Tessa. Or he's gonna he's gonna um, write off Arn. But then who's Brock gonna lean on? Uh, Lee. He's gonna be a third wheel to Lee and Julia. <laughs> Poor Lee. Oh. Um. Also onto some WWE news. WWE uh has a new show for Peacock called Evil, um, which is going to be like a look at a bunch of heels, like kind of like I don't know. Um. It's just showcasing, like, heel characters and their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, produced by produced and narrated by John Cena. Oh, really? Yeah. That is going to... I don't want to put it that far over. I just want to move my chair a little bit. Um, it's going to come out on the 24th of this month. Hmm. Um, um, I, I also have some... Uh news on wwe by the way okay what's your news about lindsay dorado okay um wwe also announced that they've got european tour dates coming up um they're going to be in newcastle on the 28th of april and then they're going to have shows in london paris and leipzig germany on may 1st mm-hmm. um, ronda rousey is also supposed to be at the london and paris events um, and then the final piece of news I have for WWE is that they announced their 2K22 DLC roster, which you read to me, and my fucking god, it makes me fucking laugh. And purely because the, just the groupings are kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so the Bonsai Pack comes out April 26th, and that's got Yokozuna, Umaga, Rikishi, Omas, Casey Catanzaro. Bonsai. Um... Then we got the Most Wanted pack, which comes out May 17th, which has Cactus Jack, The Boogeyman, Vader, Ilya Dragunov, and Indy Hartwell. And then the Stand Back pack, which comes out June 7th, kind of makes the most sense in a weird way. It's got Hurricane Helms, Stacey Keebler, A-Kid, Wesley, and Nash Carter. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, at least I can kind of see them fitting together, but yeah. just... I'm sorry. Yokozuna Umaga, Rikishi Omas, and Casey fucking Catanzaro? 
Love it. Love it. So fucking weird. So weird. There was another, That's all I got. Well, there was another pack. Oh, well, that's the only one I saw. It was the one I'm... with uh, Logan Paul and Machine Gun Oh, Kelly. oh, there's, sorry, there's two more. Um, I didn't scroll too far down. There's also the Clowning Around pack that comes out June 28th, which is at Doink the Clown, because everybody was asking for Doink the Clown. I was. Uh, Ronda Rousey, the British Bulldog, Mr. T, Dewdrop, and Rick Boogs. And then we have the whole damn pack, which comes out July 19th, with Rob Van Dam, Logan fucking Paul, Machine Gun Kelly, L.A. Knight, Zia Lee, and Commander Aziz. Which, unfortunately, Mark is probably going to end up spending money on, even though... Oh, God no, 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 no. We don't need to spend money on any of them, because with the Deluxe Edition, we get them all for free. Yay. L.A. Knight. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm mostly excited for RVD, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Alright, so what I got about uh, Lince Dorado, he was on Renee's podcast, Sessions, uh, The Sessions, and uh, he talked a little bit about his time in WWE. Uh, One instance was um, an instance where people didn't know that he spoke English. And he said, quote, day one, I remember we debuted in Memphis. The next week we're going to Canada and somebody, and I'm not going to say who it was, but he was like, hey, brother, you got your green card? I'm like, I'm from New Jersey, born and raised in America. I'm just Puerto Rican in America. It was a bad disconnect. Uh, he then continues on about leaving WWE. He said, I still felt when I, was, when I left the same way I felt going into WWE, like I was from the indies. Uh, you know my mindset. I didn't live extravagantly or anything. I got my bare minimum and started paying that off right away. But a lot of the guys... We still had that mindset, like we were still in the indies. I think that's why once they got let go, it was an easy transition back. I tried to have this conversation with somebody else. I said it wasn't like they were bad wrestlers. Some of them were just businessmen, like they were just stuck being the wrestler rather than like the businessman. Uh, For me, I felt that's what helped me out. Like I knew there was something special about us. So like now I put that wrestling aside and I was like, let us be businessmen so we can get as much money and provide for our family. That was my main concern. Get as much money as fast uh, as I can and provide for my family because I don't know how long I will last. And he talks more about his family and and more stuff. Uh, definitely recommend listening to the podcast. All right. Well, that's awesome. That's all I got. Um, I love Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, is that all the news you have? That's all I got. All right, let's get into the recap of today's Impact Wrestling. Don't forget the sign. <laughs> now, now I've got eyes like a hawk for, for ah. it. All right, so we started off with Josh Alexander. Uh, He comes out and says, I have been obsessed with getting revenge on Moose since Bound for Glory. You saw it week after week, obstacle after obstacle put in my way. All that boiled up until I got set home. Uh, I spent a bunch of weeks at home, and it wasn't so bad. I had to think about a lot of things. My future with this company was legitimately uncertain. The one sobering reminder was that my son saw me at my highest 
and my lowest. And now I can stand right, stare right into that camera and tell my son, April 23rd at Rebellion, one-on-one -on -one for the Impact World Championship. Honor No More then comes out, and... Eddie says, Josh Alexander is back. The walking weapon is here. They had the red carpet rolled out for him. Must be nice, Josh. I'll stay here all damn night until I say what I want to say. How sweet, Josh. You want to give your son a nice new memory? How about you worry about telling him the truth? The truth that since day one you were handed everything. And look at you, the face of impact. Josh says, if you say my son's name one more time, it'll be the last thing you say for quite some time comfortably. This is not the Eddie I came to know over all these years. Did you forget that X Division title meant everything to me? I risked it all about for glory. I wanted to bring that title back to the locker room. And Eddie's like, look what they did to me, though. And um, Josh says, they did this to you? Sitting in the ring complaining, making excuses for your shortcomings? You came up empty-handed. You're standing here because you lost your edge. You got complacent. Eddie says, don't talk to him like... Oh, no, Matt Taven. Matt Taven says, you don't talk to him like that. This is a former two-time Impact World Champion and Ring of Honor World Champion, and I'm Matt Taven. <laughs> Period. Why the fuck did he need to do that? <laughs> he tries to fit it in wherever he can. Uh, whenever he's he's going to McDonald's, he orders a he wants a Big Mac, a side of uh, small fries, and I'm Matt Taven. <laughs> no, it's like... um. They're like taking names for like a reservation at like a restaurant. He's like, "Well, this is Mike Bennett and this is Maria Canales and I'm Matt Taven." And the restaurant guy's like, "Fucking okay, God." Goes to Starbucks, makes an order. They ask for his name. He says, "I'm Matt Taven." They get it wrong out of the cup. He's he's introducing someone to his friend, and he says, "This is Mike Bennett, and I'm Matt Taven." <laughs> God, I hate the guy. So goofy. Yeah, I, I just don't understand the I'm Matt Taven gimmick. It's oh, I don't so either. weird. <laughs> I don't either, but like, there's something about him at this point where I'm like, maybe I've been Stockholm Syndromed into it where I'm just like, it's just Matt Taven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he says, difference between us is our reigns never ended prematurely, especially in front of our wife. Josh says, you're right. Plus, when you had your title, you put the company out of business. I beat everyone in my way. What's six more? The whole brawl starts. Team Impact then comes out to help. Scott comes out and he says, looks like we're full of fans in the Impact Zone that want to see some action. Eddie, I see what you're saying, so I'm going to hand you something. In our main event, you and Rich Swan one-on-one. -on -one. Right now, let's get the action started. Willie Mack, Kenny King, your, your match is now. And then we get Kenny King versus Willie Mack. Alright. We get a drop kick to Kenny and then a shoulder tackle. Um, Willie ends up slapping the face of Kenny. Um, he gets Kenny back in the ring because at that point they were outside of the ring. Um, we get a spine buster to Mack and then a springboard leg drop. Uh, Willie ends up power slamming King, hits him with an attempted standing moonsault, but Kenny rolls away. Uh, he, Kenny ends up getting Willie in the camel clutch after an abdominal stretch. Uh, 
However, Willie ends up getting free, hits King with a Samoan drop. Um, then Kenny ends up power slamming Willie, and I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, we get a big rolling elbow to Mac and then a T-bone suplex. Um, and then goes to dive to Willie, but Willie avoids, hits him with the number one stunner, and then a six-score frog splash to win. Yeah, yeah. Also, Ty Conti just tweeted, Hey, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes, when y'all coming back, you left all the haters to me and Sammy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> somebody, somebody did make a point online um, that Sammy and Ty are kind of now filling the, the role of Cody and Brandy, just like being the target of all the, the weird hate in AEW. Like, there's reasons not to like Sammy. I've got nothing against Ty, personally. Um, but it's just such weird hate that they get. As a couple. I think Sammy deserves all the hate in the world, but yeah, no. As a couple, like, like you said, there are reasons to hate him, but at the same time, like, we're not hating him for the right reasons right now, guys. We can try harder. Well, I... I... I wouldn't say try harder. Oh. Um, don't try harder to hate people. No, I'm saying if we use our critical thinking skills, we'll find actual reasons to hate him. There are actual reasons to hate him. Not hard to find out. So up next, we have Scott Demore with Moose. And uh, Moose says, I know you're not going to let Josh get away with this behind your back. He went over your head to get a title shot. And Scott says, you know me so well, and things going over my head drives me crazy. But did you consider that I sent him home knowing he lives less than a mile from the Anthem, anthem office? Uh, Moose said, you had, every, you, you had everything to do with this. Scott says, no, but I'm not going to say I'm not ecstatic. So all I need now is to get your signature. And Moose is like, no formal contract signing? Scott says, I'm doing this for you. I wouldn't be in a hurry to go face-to-face -face with him because finally he's focused on you and that title. And he said, bring in that contract or uh, you will have to forfeit your championship. And it's very interesting he pointed that out because I wonder... Moose, Moose is a tough guy. So I wouldn't exactly call him like a coward. I mean, he did take on Morrissey and Matt Cardona in triple threat. But he might know Josh will win. Like, he might have a strong feeling and want to save, like, not want to seem getting beaten. You know? Mm hmm I wonder if, if he relinquishes that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He, he like maybe maybe this now starts like a hunt with Josh. Like Josh is like, like Moose is like really playing into maybe just not signing, getting rid of the title, and then Josh is like, no, I need to win this off of you. I'm gonna force you to get. I'm gonna force your signature. Beats him up, knocks him unconscious, and then uses his hand to sign his signature. 
I don't know. I I, I just want there to be like a, another level to this, you know. I no, I get that. I think it is interesting that it because the moment Scott posed it as like all I need from you, like all I need now is for you to sign the contract. I was like. Something about that just feels... I, I guess it's just a way of the audience not being like, well, couldn't Moose just not sign it? That's true. Um, yeah. I have a feeling we're thinking too hard about it. We might be, but, you know. It's um, half the fun of wrestling. Yeah. So then we get John Skyler versus Ace Austin versus... Krazy Steve in a triple threat where the winner will be in a triple threat against Trey Miguel at Rebellion. Tired of people calling him crazy. 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 Put the extra C there for a reason. And he's not just crazy, he's crazy. Insanely crazy. Um. A little disappointed with how this match turned out. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought there was a very obvious way that this match was going to turn out, and it didn't. It'll be very interesting. I think I mentioned this to you. What if the third entrant is Tony Deppen? Like that—that's kind of an actual um question because. I don't think the third entrance is going to be exciting, honestly. Or not exciting, but like crazy. Crazy. Well, Tony Deppin wouldn't be very crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's just been like the only Ring of Honor dude missing him and Hom. I know Homicide was at AEW. So Tony Deppin is like the only Ring of Honor guy that's been like missing in bigger places. Unless I'm forgetting anyone else. Because, like, there's Brian Johnson, which I think popped up somewhere. Um, well, I, I mean, saying Ring of Honor guy is, like, very broad, I think. Yeah. At least for um, Violence Unlimited. Yeah. But, oh, wait, who's in Violence Unlimited? Who's in uh, there? Chris. I thought, I thought it was, like, Chris Homicide. Oh, oh, yeah. Or am I wrong? But even they were all, even Violence Unlimited was all in bigger spots, except Tony Depp, and he was the only one who wasn't. Because Chris Dickinson went to New Japan. Um, maybe his bigger thing is just being in GCW. Maybe. Maybe. Because Chris was technically there. Yeah. Until Chris, Her like, shattered his leg. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I would just love to see Tony Depp in other places. The dude's so good. Yeah, but he did also just have a baby, too. You say that like he's not still wrestling places and traveling. Yeah. I feel like Impact would be the easiest spot anyway because it's like they do all their like a, a whole series of shows in like two days and then rest that time. 
Do you want to jump into the match? Oh, yeah. I do. Um, so, Ace and Skylar look like they're going to team up, but uh, naturally, Skylar drops at Austin, and then was, crazy. Steve goes in. It was the dumbest move John Skylar could have done. Like, there's blatantly dumb heel things people do. Yeah. Like, you have a clear opportunity to to team up and and make it a 50-50 chance instead of a 33 and, and third chance of winning. You had Samoa Joe to the equation, though. Oh, Kurt Angle to the mix. That's already happened. And okay. Impact misses the opportunity to just play that promo at the beginning of every sacrifice. I feel like, honestly, if I were, like, in charge of Impact, like, I would be, like, fighting myself not to do it every time. <laughs> like, it would get to the point where it got old to Impact fans. They'd be like, you do this every fucking year, Liz. And I'd be like, yes, I fucking do. One more time, baby. Suddenly you don't have any viewers. <laughs> the second time around. Sacrifice becomes the lowest watched pay-per-view. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Krazy Steve is just so fucking crazy. He gets some uppercuts to Skylar, uh, clotheslines him. He avoids Ace, cannibals onto Skylar, goes to cannibal onto Ace, and Ace avoids it. Um, but Steve dominates the fucking match for like a hot minute. Uh, he snaps Skylar's neck back, and then um, Krazy Steve goes to stomp Ace a little bit, it looks like, but... Batman Fulton pulls Ace from the ring. And for a second there, it kind of like looked like... It, the, the camera didn't focus on, so I guess it wasn't important. But Ace was like, kind of like going like this. The Madman Fulton, like... And it looked almost like he was pissed. But maybe I'm reading into things. Maybe. Um, also, no speedball Mike Bailey today. Yeah. Yeah. Might be busy. A little French-Canadian prince. Yeah, might have been, um, uh, been busy during this taping. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's taping. Um, so then Steve ends up diving out onto Skylar. Fulton distracts Steve so that Ace can insecure him. Um, Ace is then sent ringside by Steve. Steve hangs onto Skylar upside down in kind of a triangle chokehold. Um, Skylar gets sent into Ace, sending him off the apron. It's really funny because Ace is already out of the ring. And, like, he was, like, kind of struggling at first. Gets back up on the apron, like, oh, I'm gonna get in, and then Skylar's just sent into him, and he just goes flying again. I was like, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Skylar ends up spearing Steve, power bombs him for a hot second. I was like, oh dear, I don't want this to be the case. Um, Skylar ends up getting Steve on his shoulders on the second rope, but Steve fights down, sends Skylar to the middle of the ring. Ace hits him with a kick to the back of the neck, and then hits Skylar with a springboard kick off the ropes. Um, Ace then goes up top with Steve. Steve hits him with the bell clap, though, and it's starting to look like Steve is about to get back in this match and fucking win. Um, he wants the sunset flip powerbomb, but Skylar kicks him. Um, Steve then bites Skylar um, as Skylar gets him up on his shoulders. Um, and while Steve is biting him, Ace Austin takes advantage and hits him with a flying cutter um, off of Skylar's shoulders. Also, I got <clears throat> I got a little bit of news. News. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, regarding the Cody situation, 
uh he was on the books in wwe they had creative laid out for him they still thought on friday march 4th that they had creative laid out for him now it's very uncertain they don't know what's going on with cody rhodes they're not sure so they had a plan and he's not signed with them i hate how much mental energy i've spent on cody rhodes as of lately i've only been expelling energy on stardust The only one that matters. You're the reason that this is happening. Yeah. And I'm enjoying every second of it. Alright, so... Chaos agent! <laughs> then we have an interview with Bupinder Gujar. And he says, I'm not here to be average or for the handout. Now I want to rank up. Raj Singh walks in. Bupinder tries to walk away, but Raj pulls him back. Larry D then walks in and says, oh, I don't work here anymore. Am I not allowed to come in and say hi? He sounds drunk, by the way. Uh, do they have enough room for the two of you? They didn't say. They said they didn't have room for me. Uh, he slaps Raj. Uh, and then, that was um, a solid fucking slap, by the way. Yeah. And then Boopender gets in his face. I'm just feeling real bad for Raj, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He seems so sad. Like, I get it, Boopinder doesn't want him as a friend, and that's fine, but, like, Raj needs a friend. Yeah, he does. He knows he doesn't have, uh, Rohit anymore. Alright, so then we had a promo from Violent by Design. Eric Young says, Power and control. Something you had. You had the World Tag Team titles. And you got us to watch your back. You had these because of us. We set a plan into motion. The plan was, we watch your backs until we were ready to take them from you. A lot of people will run their mouths, but that's not me. We told you we wanted a shot. Then we did exactly what we said. We took the titles. Was that a mistake? Was that fate? Or was that all by design? Um, Mark, you didn't include all like the weird cuts where they're like... It's like Dean are saying violent and Doring saying bye and then... Like watching Ghost Adventures. So goofy. Um, then we had the influence Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles versus the inspiration Chelsea Green and Mickey James. Yeah. Um, we start with Cassie versus Tennille. And it's kind of weird. Uh, we start actually with Mickey kind of telling Chelsea who looks like she wants to be in first. Like, no, 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 no. You're going to wait out the, like, on the apron. And Chelsea kind of, like, looks hurt by it. Um, so, we start with Cassie versus Tennille. Um, it's a good old ground and pound with some less than stellar elbows from Cassie to Tennille. Jessie gets in. She gets slung into the corner. Um, Madison Rain gets in, does some taunting. She tags out to Savannah. Um, Billy has, like, fucking no chance. She gets choked out by Evans. Hits her with a fist and a jawbreaker, though. Gets Cassie back in. We get some team kicks to Savannah. Influence grab Cassie's foot, though, uh, distracting her while Savannah hits her with a Samoan drop and a leg drop. Um, we get some spears to Cassie in the corner. Then Tennille gets in. She hits Cassie with a suplex. Uh, ultimately, a lot of the women like run into each other at one point, uh, which I thought was just really weird. Uh, before Tasha gets in, she takes... Um, I think she takes... 
Chelsea and uh, fucking Jesse off the apron. Um, Mickey gets in. She takes Tennille off of, um, off of I think the apron as well. Um, she hits Savannah with an elbow. We get a cutter to Mickey from Tasha. Then Caleb takes Chelsea. Yeah, Caleb takes Chelsea off of the apron. Chelsea hits him with a low blow. And then Mickey avoids a running bulldog from Tasha, gets the Mick DT to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very weird having the champ be pinned. Didn't necessarily love that. Um, would have been much more interesting if they had Savannah Evans get pinned. But, you know, can't always have Hager get pinned. Be nice. <laughs> better than him. I don't know about that. I don't he know. is. I haven't seen anything <laughs> to uh, prove prove that prove you right or wrong. Lack of evidence means that at least she's not as vocally stupid. Well, okay, she hasn't had this horrible power bomb like Hager did yesterday. Um. So, we then get a promo from Jonah. He says, the French-Canadian Frankenstein. They say PCO is not human, but I, I don't have nightmares because I fear nothing. I don't believe in monsters, but monsters believe in me. At Sacrifice, the top dog broke PCO's neck, and I showed the world that PCO is human. Uh, Bolt Club then comes out. Excuse me. Jay White says, Ladies and... Oh, no, no. Carl Anderson says. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Bay is in the building. The Machine Gun and the Big LG are in the building. And the best wrestler in the world, Jay White, is in the building. Uh, Gallows says, The world-famous OG Bullet Club is here. We're walking around... Uh, we're walking around a little bit lighter. We don't have our tag Impact World Tag Team titles. We're not out here to have fun. We are here to put the Impact locker room on notice. The Briscoes, it's time to see how many bullets are in your gun. But most importantly, VBD, we have sold out arenas all over the world. The seven-time tag team champs are about to become eight-time tag team champs. Um, Jay White says, The Good Brothers are going to handle their business. I handled my business when I beat Alex Shelley. My own mentor, the man I had my debut match against at New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2015. The man that has taught me the most. You wanted to come back and prove yourself against the best wrestler in the world, but you failed. And I know you really wanted that handshake, but how about you come down here and you can two-sweet the leader of Bullet Club. Alex Shelley comes out. He says, Jamie, not Jay. I'm not going to come down there. You can call yourself the Switchblade now, but to me, you're Jamie White, who's, who lived with me for a year and a half, making little money at Ring of Honor. You talk about how I failed to beat you. I have no regrets about my performance at Sacrifice. We had a 20-minute war. You got to the top. You are the best pro wrestler in the world. There is a part of me that thought I was exempt from this disrespect, being your big brother and all. I think as bad as this cracked sternum hurts, it hurts my head and heart, knowing you couldn't even shake my hand. 
Um, uh, Jay White says, that is your own fault. You made this a personal issue. It's not personal to me. Your biggest mistake is thinking you know me. You don't know me. You knew me. You don't know the man I had to become to achieve things I've achieved in such a short amount of time. You do not know Switchblade Jay White. I am King Switch, baby. I am the first ever Grand Slam champion, the leader of Bullet Club. Tama, the real leader. I am the catalyst of pro wrestling because everything happens because of me. And then Alex Shelley says, Well, when you go to AEW, the company the Bucks started, you see my prints are on them too. Little brother, you happened because of me. And Chris Bay gets on the mic and he says, Why are you even here? For someone so well-spoken, you've got a lot of nerve, but not a lot of intelligence. Uh, you looking lame standing up there all alone. Do you like how it feels being lonely? Shelly says, excuse me, the adults were having a conversation. Want to talk about intelligence? I think everyone here knows that when I am in the impact, I am never alone. Chris Saban comes out. And he says, we have a great opportunity to prove ourselves in the ring right there. What do you say to Jay White and Chris Bay against the Motor City Machine Guns next week? Jay says, that is perfect. At Sacrifice, I taught Shelly a lesson. Next week, myself and the Ultimate Finesser, we are more than happy to teach you that same lesson. Um, Chris Saban says, we'll oblige whooping that ass next week. And then uh, we move on to Scott Demore and Josh Alexander backstage. Scott, uh, Josh says, clearly, Eddie has a problem with me. That should be me in the ring. You, uh, Scott says, you got beat up by six guys tonight. I send you home to focus on the world title. Josh says, I sat at home and thought about it. I'm not going to sit and wait for rebellion. But Scott replies, you'll have a match, but it's not tonight. and It's not Eddie. Next week, you'll have Matt Taven. And you hear off in the distance, I'm Matt Taven. <laughs> um, so then we get an interview with Deanna Perrazzo and she says I had a momentary lapse of judgment when I showed mercy that will never happen again Chelsea knows the risk involved stepping in the ring with me I break arms I don't feel any remorse I heed a warning to anyone that dares answer the champ champ challenge Giselle Shaw then walks in and starts looking at both the belts uh, Deanna says excuse me if you have a problem we can go to the ring right now and Giselle says, I do love silver, and I can always use more gold. I'm more than willing to take them. Lady Frost says, you literally lost to me at sacrifice. Um, Deanna says, shut up. Next week, we'll have ourselves a triple threat. And then, finally, our main event, Rich Swan versus Eddie, Ed, Eddie Words. Eddie, Eddie Words? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, this was a match. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, so, where do we start? We start with um, Rich Swan attacking Eddie before he can get into the ring. Uh, that beat down lasts for a couple seconds. We go to commercial. When we come back, the match still is not official. Um, Hebner en ends up managing to get both men into the ring. Um, we get a chop to Swan and then a sweeping little suplex this one um we get some more chops another suplex uh ends up getting kicked in the f uh eddie gets kicked in the face um 
Swan goes to Swanton onto him, only to land flat on the ground, though. Um, Eddie stomps on Swan for a little bit, slams him face first into the mat. You get a big knee strike to Edwards, and then Edwards gets sent off the apron with a flying head scissors, knee first, right into the lights that line the fucking ramp. Looked nasty. Definitely gonna be a beautiful little bruise. Um, then there's a boot to the head of Swan. Um, Swan gets his little, uh, little juice Robinson punches in. Um, he gets chopped in response, though. Uh, eventually it's a flying clothesline to Edwards and a kick upside the head. Swung as a neckbreaker off to Eddie before getting a top rope Hurricane Rana to the man. Um, then Eddie fights back with a big swanner, um, big stunner to Swan. Um, Swan kicks out right into a single leg Boston Crab. Um, he breaks the submission with the rope, though. Um, Eddie then drives Swan headfirst in the canvas. He gets a boot to the face of Swan. Um, Swan kicks back, uh, to Eddie, though. You get a super kick to Rich, and then an NCR to Edwards, and then a Tiger Drive to Swan, which turns into a Poison Rana to Eddie. Um, Swan dominates the last few seconds before Eddie gets a modified Blue Thunderbomb. Um, Swan still kicks out. Um, the Tiger Driver also does not result in a pin, and this is to the delight of the crowd that is now chanting, you can't beat him, quite <laughs> loudly. Um... Swan gets a cutter off to Eddie, and then a second one. Hits him, uh, Eddie hits him with a big clothesline, and then a move that I didn't realize was called this, but a Boston knee party. Love it. Hate it. Uh, and then a uh, muscle buster, also better known as the diehard driver, to Hoin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, also... Something interesting added to Joey Janela's spring break was Maven. You know who Maven is? No. He was in a WWF. Uh, he was he was in Tough Enough. He was like oh. hardcore champion from. Well, he was in WWF from two thousand one to I think two thousand five. Hmm. He was released. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. All that's right, awesome. so, huh? So that's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, that is our recap. You want to talk about the bests of the night? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh. Or anyone tells me. All right, promo of the night. So blonde, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, promo of the night. I'm gonna give it to Josh personally. Josh and uh, Eddie, and I guess Matt Taven. All right, sure. All right, I had a motion. Yeah. And I had, I'm Matt Taven. Yeah, it did. It did have that. Alright, uh, Wrestler of the Night. Here's your three choices. Ace Austin, Rich Swan, or Eddie Edwards. Eddie Eddie Words. I'll give it to Eddie Eddie Words. 
Okay. All right, and finally, match of the night. Forgot to mention, uh, if you have a question to ask us, please leave it in chat now, and we'll answer it after the bests of the night. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash a pinfall podcast. We'd love to chat with you live. Um... And actually, before we get to the questions, I'll do the update on the top 10. All right. So, worst match of the night. Um, with a 3 out of 10, the influence of Anna Evans, Tosh Steeles versus Inspiration, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. I just wasn't very interested. I wasn't interested in the outcome either. It was a very kind of WWE match, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. All right, next up with a 5 out of 10, Kenny King versus Willie Mack. Fun enough match. Um, then 6 out of 10, Ace Austin versus John Skyler and Krazy Steve. Again, pretty fun match, 6 out of 10. And finally, with a 7 out of 10, my pick for match of the night, Rich Swan versus Eddie Eddie Words. I thought this was a great match. Had no reason being as good as it was. Okay. You agree? I can give it, yeah. Okay. okay. Alright. So, uh, before we answer some questions, let me just give a quick update on the top ten wrestlers in pro wrestling. This is, uh, uh, win-loss, point values, no opinions, this shit is objective. In kayfabe, this is a kayfabe top 10 list. Alright, so number 10, from Dragon Gate, Koda Minora, I think is the open, open the Brave Gate title holder, something like that. Uh, number 9, they got cool title names in Dragon Gate. Um, number 9, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tetsuya Naito. Number eight, also from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Great Okan. Number seven, also from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. And number six, another from Dragon Gate, one of the Open the Twin Gate titles, uh, champions, Kaito Ishida. Uh, number five, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, who I think has been in, in this top 10 since day one. Literally day one, the pay-per-view. Uh, number four, the IWGP United States Champion, Sonata. Number three, oh, this guy might actually be the, yeah, this guy is the one half of the open the Twin Gate title uh, champions from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number two, the other open the Twin Gate champion from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. And number one, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. So in spite of all those wrestlers from Japan, Becky Lynch still is at the top. There's only two wrestlers who aren't from Japan that are on that list. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's actually 
kind of bonkers. No, not a single AEW wrestler, not a single Impact wrestler. All right. So, you want to answer a question or two? I'll answer a question. All right. Mary asked, in the last year or so, what do you think has been the funniest promo in all of wrestling? Oh. In all of... Oh, from the last year or so. I was going to say Steiner. Oh. That's easy. <laughs> um... Well, there was uh, there was Seth invading Edge's house. Um, and you'd be better at this because you actually like you're the one who takes the notes on the promos. Yeah, but he takes so many notes that shit gets pushed out. I mean, there was Morrissey attacking Moose in his hotel room. Stop! That was fucking funny. Um. Trying to think if there was anything that actually like had me cackling. Um God. What, I feel like there's gotta be. Well there's Kyle O'Reilly MD. Wait, no, yeah, that's it. Well, that's that was it. from twenty twenty though. That's not in the last year. Or so. She okay. said or so. Okay, okay. I'm adding another year in the or so. Um, let me see what we put in the most ridiculous promos for 2021. Most ridiculous. Um, oh no, it was the wedding. The wedding was fucking hilarious. The fucking hatchet. Um, uh, let's see. Swinger's Palace was good. Um, Swinger's Palace something. actually always has a good one, I think. Who? Swinger's Palace was always like... Uh, the promos that they had were just always very good. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kenny had a really funny one. Well, there, there was the one where Don Callis takes off the mask and reveals a fake mustache under the mask. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was the wedding. I think that's my funniest. It was my favorite. I still stick with Kyle Riley MD. That was like that was the first promo that I ever watched, and I was like, "This is the fucking well, not the first promo." That was the first promo I ever watched. That was the first promo that I watched in like a really long time that still sticks with me now. Where I'm like, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like it has not rubbed off. I feel like there was something with Big E that we thought was hilarious. I can't remember. Um. Well, there was there was the New Day riffing at WrestleMania during the rain delay. That was funny. But I, I still think the Kyle O'Reilly MD is probably. Or Samoa Joe getting drenched and then released like a couple weeks later. Yeah. yeah. Same with uh, Tom Phillips. Ah, God. What a nasty fucking WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything on like. AW. 
Because AEW can get funny. But I just can't think of anything. AEW does get funny. I just... I, I think it's because... WWE does more production with their promos. Mm-hmm. There was when uh, Mox and Eddie crashed their car into the the Elite's van. The Mox and Eddie series of promos were, were actually fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. Oh, doesn't New Japan have some funny ones recently? Uh, mostly like Kenta just talking shit. Despy, there was a time where Despy like kept grabbing beer over and over. He just kept coming was, back for more cans. That was the end after he won the belt, I think. I think or after no, he defended the belt. I think it was after he beat Master Wado. Or it was after beating uh, Hiromu. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Wait. Also, Hiromu has a lot of funny promos. Home with the Garganos. Hmm. Yeah. Austin Theory goes missing. And he comes back and he's like, no, we're just fucking playing games. <laughs> oh, God. There's... Wrestling's funny. Wrestling is funny. Wrestling should never be taken seriously. That's why I loved Black and Gold NXT so much. It's so much funny stuff. Dongo with the fucking dry erase board of all the names that were in like the tag tournament. And they were all misspelled. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um. You know what I just remembered? Hmm. We're never gonna get another Southpaw wrestling. Well, I feel like it was. Was everyone that was in that released? More or less, yeah. Because obviously, there's the Good Brothers. There's Fandango. There's Chris Jericho. JP. John Cena's like he's kind of not contracted. Right. Breeze. Breeze, yeah. We're just gonna have to rewatch it on our own. <laughs> they remake it, but it's like North Paw. <laughs> no, that would imply that like the WWE has like humor left in them, like that mm-hmm. they can laugh at wrestling. Yeah, yeah. They can't. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no. <laughs> the funniest promo ever was when Sheamus threw the piss at Jeff Hardy's face. But only because Because Sean Sean Ross sat. (laughs) But he said that's piss in your lungs. (laughs) Could never watch those commercials again. They cut out that part of the commercial at this point. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. He like stopped early and I was like, oh, that's weird that they like cut over the commercial and then did it again. Like the next time I watched it, I was like, Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Miriam also said when Johnny was North American champ and refused to de- defend his title and faked being in a wheelchair. There was also the Miz faking being in a wheelchair. Johnny did it better. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, oh god, wasn't there something with Cameron Grimes? That was hilarious. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like yes, but I feel like I don't know. I wonder... What happens if I search funniest wrestling promo? Uh, maybe 2021. Oh, yeah, the entire Dead DB Ted DiBiase thing was really funny. Um, no, that's not. Okay, best of 2021. Oh, God, Karrion Cross is the first thing that came up in his stupid mask. Um, that count as a promo? No, no, that's not a promo. Um, Wow, that was like... There was not a single promo on that list. I like that. They're like, funniest promo? None of them. Yeah. Um... Oh, wait. <laughs> Miriam said the funniest promo is Karrion Cross saying, one day I'm gonna main event WrestleMania. And getting absolute silence in return. <laughs> and then Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano subsequently uh, burying Karrion Cross, saying he wrestles like shit. <laughs> Isn't over at all. Um, Remember when Adam Cole stood on the table after throwing a water bottle at Scarlet? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Remember when Awesome Theory walked into Regal's office and Scarlet was there, and he, he was like staring down at her boobs. <laughs> what did he say? Was he like looking at big pencil or big pen? Yeah. <laughs> God, I, don't know what that was. I I miss NXT Austin Theory. It hasn't been the same on the main roster. Oh, there was yeah. there was also um. The pinnacle celebration with MJF's cardboard cutout. Remember, and fucking. Dax slapped Cash's ass. Or the way well, around. That's not, that's not new. <laughs> um, Cashy and Dacty, one of them were was wearing like a shirt with no undershirt underneath it, and it got like soaked with like champagne or something, or prosecco or something. Oh no! It was like see through, and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Oh god! I'm trying to remember other stuff. We're not even mentioning names like the Iconics, who are hilarious. Um. Uh. Uh. Fucking. Well, this is funny. Adam Cole had some good stuff too. Yeah, Cole had some good stuff. Dark Order. Oh wait, no, 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 no. The funniest one, which we will always go back and watch, was on BTE with Brody Lee and the papers. That is that is the funniest promo of all time. Who the fuck is Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> Well, yeah. Who the f 
fuck is Griff Garrison? You haven't really seen Griff Garrison. Yeah. I think first well, time Well, you know, it's him. his birthday, I think. I think it's his birthday today. It might have been yesterday. One way or the other. Last time we saw him, or it was a while before we saw him until the um, Casino Royale. Oh, God, that was hilarious. That was good. All right. Uh, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? It's a pretty short one. Maybe. There's a, a cat to the right there. All right, just knock everything over. Okay. I accidentally clicked the screen so it only showed me. I thought I broke something. All right, everybody. If you like this cat, and how could you not? I'd pet her, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to scare the shit out of her. Um, if you like this cat, tune in on next Monday. And subscribe so that you can have her as an emote. So that you can have her. No, don't. You can't have her. I'm putting She'll her in the chat. For free. She's in the chat now. You want that emote. Um, if you want this little bean, this little... Um, just about this big. Um, tune in on Monday, where she won't be. She won't be on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be. Yeah, we will, we will not be doing a weekend show this weekend. Saturday, we have a lot of plans. Um, Sunday, we are shooting a short film, um, which you will definitely want to want to check out once it's all done. Directed by me, produced by Elizabeth, written by me. Um... But, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday for our 2K20 pay-per-view Wrestle Conquest. And we're getting things set up for our draft for 2K22. So, I've already got the roster laid out. I've got prices. Shit is getting made. I made the SDW Stadium. I can't make yours because you want no fans and I can't make a, a arena without fans so you just have to use the performance center. It has the ambiance of the weights clanging around. It'll be just like the pandemic. Um, and then right after that we'll have our regularly scheduled 2K20 stream which will be the go home to Wrestlemania and the Wrestlemania will be the final final 2k20 stream ever here at the pinfall podcast um they'll be going into 2k22 and wrestlemania will be happening uh next sunday it'll be a special event yeah um and as always wednesday and thursday will be our dynamite and impact post shows so got a lot coming next week you won't want to miss it. Um, but for now, follow and subscribe. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Spotify are all the Pinfall Podcast. I am at the Mark Cameron. Liz, your host, is at Eliza Elaine23. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you all on Monday. 
Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you right back here.